I'm Angie Robertson, and you're listening to Spirit-Led Life, Episode 3. Until you know yourself, you'll never know God. John Calvin. I want to challenge that and say until we know God, we won't know who we are. In today's episode, we are going to look at the rest of the characteristics of God. If you join us in episode two, we covered the first nine, and today we're going to cover 10 more characteristics of God. But first, before we get to today's episode, if you don't want to miss a future one, be sure to go to spiritledlifepodcast.com and sign up so you'll be notified when a new episode releases. Now let's go to the show. Welcome again. I'm so glad you're back. Thank you for joining me. If you didn't join us on last week's episode, be sure to pause this one and go back and listen as we shared the first nine characteristics of God. There was 19 that I'm going to go over. Today, we're going to go over the remaining 10. I guess you could listen to this one and go back and listen to that one. But In that last episode, I also talked about a challenge that we actually had in the very first episode of Spirit-Led Life, and I share a little bit more about what I wanted you to do with that first challenge. So all in all, if you haven't listened to episode two, go check it out. So today we're going to talk more in the different characteristics or attributes, whichever you want to call them, both kind of mean the same word. And there's some... Good one's in here today. So we've got a lot to go through. So let's just kind of dive right on in. So the first one we've got is omnipotent. Here is what that means. God is all powerful. His strength is unlimited. And we can find verses in Matthew 19, 26, Job 42, 1 through 2, and Jeremiah 35, 27. And I'm actually going to read Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Amen and amen. So he's omnipotent, his strength. That's what that word means, omnipotent, strength. God is definitely strong and he is definitely, everything is possible. Uh, A pastor that um, we used to attend his church when we lived in a different city he used to say, um, and he actually wrote a book. I'll, I'll link to it here. It's Joby Martin. He's the pastor of Church of 1122. And he always said, if the tomb is empty, empty, anything is possible. And he actually wrote a book with that title. He has two books. I think that's the second one, but I'll link to it here in the show notes. Every Easter, especially that came up and it was always kind of the, everybody would say it. If, if the tomb is empty, anything is possible. And I find myself carrying that with me quite often because I have to remind myself, if the, if the tomb is empty, anything is possible. And just let that sink in for a minute to, to hear that and read that. And the next attribute is patient. God is long-suffering and enduring. He gives ample opportunity for people to turn toward him. Romans 2, 4, 2 Peter 3, 9, and Psalms 86, 15 is where we find scriptures on this. And I'm going to read 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And that's a powerful one to hang on to is God is patient because he wants everybody to come to the knowledge of him. And he wants all of us to have that opportunity. And so we have to be patient when we think 
God, why aren't you here now? Like, you know, come Lord Jesus quickly, especially in these days and times. It just feels like the whole world is unraveling at this point. And he is patient because he's leaving that opportunity. He doesn't want anyone to miss the opportunity to turn towards him. And he is going to wait for everyone to have that opportunity. So the next one is eternal. God has no beginning and no end. He always was, always is, and always will be. And we see that in Habakkuk 1.12, Revelations 1.8, and Isaiah 41.4. That's kind of interesting that all those scriptures are all over the Bible. They're Old Testament, New Testament. It's kind of interesting. I'm going to read Revelations 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. The next one is God is faithful. God is incapable of anything but fidelity. He is loyal, devoted to his plan and purpose. And we see that in 2 Timothy 2.13, Deuteronomy 7.9, and Hebrews 10.23. And I'm going to read Hebrews 10.23. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. I mean, He's definitely faithful and patient because, you know, we've gone through the Old Testament, the New Testament, and we're still waiting for his return. And he is just patient, which goes back to he's giving everyone the opportunity. Thank you. I'm glad because I have many, there's many people in my life that my life that still need to come to see Jesus. And I'm, you know, glad for that opportunity for them to have that. The next one is glorious. God is ultimately beautiful, deserving of all praise and honor. And we see this in Revelations 19.1, Psalms 104.1, Exodus 40, 50, or 34 through 35. And I am going to read Psalms 104.1. My soul, bless the Lord. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with majesty and splendor. The next one is immutable. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that's in 1 Samuel 15, 29, Romans eleven twenty nine, and James 1, 17. And I'm going to read James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The next one is good. God is pure. There is no defilement in him. He is unable to sin, and all he does is good. And we see this in Genesis 131, Psalms 34, 8, and Psalms 107, 1. And I'm going to read Psalms 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. And he is good. So the next one is holy. God is undefiled and unable to be in the presence of defilement. He is sacred and set apart. Revelations 4, 8, 1 Peter 1, 15, and Habakkuk 1.13. In 1 Peter 1.15, it says, But as the one who called you holy, you are to be holy in all your conduct. And if this doesn't say that we are to be holy as well, this isn't a characteristic that we take on as humans, as heirs of Christ, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. This is one, definitely, that we are to be holy in all of our conduct. We're almost done. We got a couple of more. I'm sure there's more, but these are kind of the ones that were identified that a lot of people recognize whenever you do any study or research on the characteristics of God. These are the ones that come up. So we got a couple more left. 
I saved one, the last one, because I have a hard time saying it, but we'll get to it in a second. But the next one is jealous. God is desirous of receiving the praise and affection he rightly deserves. We see this in Exodus 25, Deuteronomy 4, 23-24, Joshua 24, 19. I'm going to read Exodus 25. Do not bow and worship to them, and do not serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And he is a jealous God. He definitely wants all of us. But he wants us to pour ourselves out to others. So by him and through him. Again, another reason why we're here and talking about the Holy Spirit so that we can do all things through the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in us. God imparted him into us and he dwells within us. And it's such a gift that we can tap into that. So the last one, and I sigh a big sigh because I have a hard time saying this word and I hope I don't get my tongue tied, twist it and have to try to record this 15 times, but omniscient. See, I'm not going to say it right. We'll just leave it with that. God is all knowing. There is nothing unknown to him. Psalms 147.4, 1 John 3.20 and Hebrews 4.13. Hebrews 4.13 says, No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Kind of goes back from, you know, being omnipresent, omniscient, but omnipresent is he is everywhere. Omniscient is that he is all knowing. So a little different there in case you were wondering, well, gosh, that sounds a lot like omnipresent, but they're definitely different. So God can be all places, everywhere with us. Um, and, and everything. And then omniscient is he knows all he knows our heart. That's why it's so important that we check in on our heart is because God knows the heart of man. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're feeling. He knows what we care about. He knows all those little things. Which also goes back to the challenge that I gave you. But first, before I share that challenge, and we talk a little bit more about it, I want to just remind you to like and share and comment on this podcast. I really appreciate it if you would help me to get it out there more to others so that they can listen. Because I would love to have more and more people understand how God designed them and understand who God is so that they can tap into the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in them. So thank you so much for liking and sharing and giving a review. I really appreciate it. So last week, we continued on with our very first challenge that was given in episode one. If you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to episode one, and you'll get a lot from that and be able to hear the challenge I gave at the end. I want you to take the challenge that you were given in that episode. We reviewed it last week with the characteristics I gave out then. Take that same list if there there was anything left that didn't kind of coincide with the characteristics from last week. See if they coincide with this week's characteristics. And if there's anything left over after that, after you've gone through these 19 characteristics, you've gone through your list, if there's more on your list that didn't really seem to get answered, kind of start to do your own research on that and maybe see, dive a little bit further and deeper and maybe understand, try to understand what it is or why it is that you believe that particular characteristic of God. Maybe it is a characteristic. Maybe it is something that wasn't covered. You know, again, like I said, I'm sure there's other characteristics. These are kind of the ones that that most people talk about and that um, we find scripture on. Not to say that there's something else that maybe we didn't find, or maybe there's a different terminology that's used. Sometimes I know when I was studying the characteristics of God, 
um, certain people use different words. And so there might be a word that's used differently than what I shared today. So just kind of do your own research on that. I always highly, 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 highly encourage you to go and do your own research with anything that you learn on this podcast because I am human, as I shared in the very first episode, that when we have mentors and people that we look to and those gurus, they're human flawed and we come with our own flaws and biases and upbringings and backgrounds and all those different things. And you want the Holy Spirit to give you the truth of what it is that he's trying to teach to you. And it's always good for you to go and do your own research on anything that you learn. I highly encourage that, whether it's from me whether it's from someone else, an article you read, a podcast, another podcast you listen to, a television show, whatever it is, don't just take somebody's word for it because they, you know, say that they're a, you know, a theologian or whatever. Definitely do your own research and always ask Holy Spirit, what is it you want me to learn from this? Is there some truth that I need to apply now? Is this something that I put in my bank for later? Because God will do that. Sometimes we hear something, we'll hear a scripture. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but you'll hear a scripture and it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't land with you. It doesn't resonate with you at all. And then a few years later, you'll hear that same scripture and all of a sudden it has such a wallop to you and it means so much and it's like an aha moment and a light bulb goes off. That's by design. Holy Spirit, there's things that we are, re- are revealed to us today And there's some things that are kept in secret from us for the time, for the moment, because it's not something that we need to know. Think about the Garden of Eden. We had the tree of knowledge of good and evil. God wasn't ready for Adam and Eve to know. We don't know if maybe later down the road, God would have given them access. Maybe he wanted them to wait. But he doesn't always reveal everything to us for our own good. It's always for our own good, because we might muck it up if we find out something I'll give you a great example and I'll share more. I don't want to go into whole depth about this because it's a whole story on it in and of itself. But in January of 2019, God gave me a scripture, Isaiah 43, 19. I'm doing a th- new thing. Don't you perceive it? And I wrote that scripture down and I did a little bit of dialogue on it with him. And it was kind of like, this is a really powerful scripture. Left it in my journal, didn't do anything with it. Jump ahead in May of that year and my husband got diagnosed with cancer And as we're going through the process of finding out his prognosis and what are the treatments and and things like that, God brought that. I I went to him and I said, I need to know, don't hide things from me. I want to know, is is he going to die from this? I need to know. And so I'll share more about that in an upcoming episode of the dialogue God and I had. But he reminded me of that scripture. And one thing he said to me is, I'm doing a new thing in your husband. Let me have my way with him. You need to, this is going to be the hardest thing is for you to let go of him and allow me to do the work in him that I've begun. And that scripture had a whole new meaning. And then from that point forward, I saw that scripture everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Pastors were preaching it. I'd go and read an article and they'd reference that scripture. Somebody would say that scripture out of the blue. It was so it got to the point where I started rolling my eyes like, okay, I hear you. I've got it. Okay. Like it was so, and still to this day, he brings that scripture up. Still to this day, that scripture means so much to me because of that. But back in January, 2019, it meant absolutely nothing to me. I mean, it not that it didn't mean anything to me. It just didn't have 
it didn't have anything behind it and it didn't have such prompt hold such promise for me as it did after that and now holy spirit revealed to me the purpose of that scripture so you never know what might come about from something that you learn it may be something that you put in your bank for later and later holy spirit will reveal to you what that actually meant or what that was for you again i encourage you to always seek him and always go and find uh, what it is that he wants you to glean from anything that you learn next episode we are going to talk about the triune god and not only that the triune human because remember as i shared in episode two we are made in the likeness of god and we are a triune just like god is a triune so you'll learn more about that so be sure to join me on next week's episode Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode and be sure to tune in each week so we can learn together how to have a spirit led life.